Welcome to your favorite 30-ish minutes of the day. This is the Precisely Simple Podcast, your source for the latest news, interviews, and stories from the manufacturing world. Here we will dive headfirst into the world of manufacturing and the people that make it thrive. I'm Brandon. And I'm Kyle. And we have a guest tonight. So, uh, guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey guys, uh, my name is Brandon Mathis, and I am also in the manufacturing world. A little different side of the table, but uh, work as a sales manager for Ellison Technologies just outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Awesome. Well, we're excited to have you here tonight. We got some good stuff to talk about, and uh, I think some interesting questions that anybody else in this field we would easily want to know the answers to because we all have our own answers to it. Uh, but let's just jump right into what we normally do. So this week, Kyle, tell me, how was the shop? Red light, green light, crossing guard, well, just stuck stuck in a, a traffic signal, blinking red light. Orange Stop code. sign. Yes. <laughs> uh, lazy construction worker who doesn't know which way the sign goes. That's um, the one. So, yeah, so it was, uh, it was good. I was only in the shop a couple days this week. We were doing some testing down in South Georgia. Uh, so that was fun, but when I got back, machines were running good. Uh, nobody had crashed anything. Nobody had, uh, you know, set anything on fire. So it was uh, it was a good week. We got um, we did find out our very large piece of heat treat equipment from Austria is coming in, which is super, super exciting. So it's on the slow boat. So it'll be here uh, end of the month, maybe. Uh, but no, it was good. Um, wide open for sure. What about you? Uh, you know, uh, about the same. We were wide open. We started project number three with the with the students. So now I kind of let them loose. You know, the first project gave them four weeks to complete the, the Lego and the destructive test and documentation. This time around, I give them twice the amount of work. They have to design design an item within constraints and include assemblies in it. But I give them half the time. So they have two weeks to get it done, <laughs> which, is, which is savage. And... Uh, it's hard, and I know it is, but they can handle it. Um, and it usually pushes them right to the edge. And I noticed that a lot of the students come out of it. This is when they build their confidence because they, they think there's no way they can get it done. And at the end of it, they do. Uh, and then after that, every project just just skyrockets in quality because now they know they can do it. So it's pretty exciting. Brandon, what about That's you? awesome. This week, I did a little bit of traveling at the beginning of the week. I uh, had some meetings out in the medical area of Memphis. Uh, those went good um, and then came back to somewhat of a yellow light. Uh, <laughs> we, we were integrating a Doosan Cobot at, uh, to a Doosan Lynx, and, um, which I've, I've heard you guys talk about a little bit, but uh, had a little issues with uh, this new Ethernet IP that we've we just released. So just a little, little uh, yellow light struggle for the sales guy and the apps guy that are, are putting the show on for a friend of ours. So it's been, it's been a good week though. Yeah. Um, man, I, I feel like every time we start integrating data and it into the machines instantaneously, now there's some problems every time. Uh, <laughs> even they even tried, you know, we've got Haas machines in ours and they even try to make it sound like, Oh, it's easy. Use the Haas connect. No, it took days to get that thing working. Right. And even still, I don't get all of my notifications. So, <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. Uh, it's good, good learning experience. <laughs> yeah, it is. So speaking of, we're going to move into the next one, um, the manufacturing minute. So, and actually, Brandon, you brought us one for this week, didn't you? Yes, because I'm a good guest. You guys asked me to bring something along. 
Um, so as I mentioned, I work for Ellison Technologies. We're a machine tool distributor here in the United States. Uh, there's 16 offices around the country and our main premier line is Doosan machine tools. But uh, we are also the importer for uh, a Spanish machine tool builder called Ibarmia. Um, they're up in the Basque region of Spain. They've been around since the 1940s. And just want to talk a little bit about this because the, the company is really unique. Um, they're not well known, I, I would think, around the world in general when you think of machine tool builders. Um, but since we brought in uh, Abarmia and are now the importer, we've learned a lot about these guys. They actually used to be, if you go into machine shops across the U.S. or even around the world, you sometimes find these Abarmia drill press machines. And um, that's, what they, that's what they started with. And now they manufacture some of the craziest technologies. Um, they're well known now for their five axis traveling column, vertical machining centers, um, and their horizontal five axis machining centers. Some of the unique technologies that they have though is basically if you've got a part and would like to uh, not only use a milling machine but a turning machine inside, they'll stick a lathe spindle on the left side of your machining table vertical bed and integrate it. Um, they also have uh, vertical turning centers inside their traveling column five axis machining centers. Good God. Yeah. So if you're interested in learning about some of Barmia, um, these guys have a pretty good YouTube channel. I think most of these machining tool builders are getting a lot more savvy with, uh, with the social media sites. You've seen it come on from, from all the builders, uh, as of, I don't know, the past few years, it seems like to me. Um, but these guys have also integrated even laser metal deposition into their five axis traveling column vertical machining centers. Um, so I know the last two episodes, I think I was in the middle of a welding class and this guy, Professor Kyle, <laughs> was teaching me all about it. <laughs> it was, it was very, very, uh, very well done by the way, Kyle. So thank you for putting that on. But no, I just, uh, I was I was um, looking through all my Abarmia stuff before the show, and, and these guys can posit Inconels, Hastelloy, Kaminoi, um, Stellite, all some crazy materials, and then build up the material and then machine it down with your full five-axis Abarmia or Ebarmia if you're from Spain. So wow. check it out. I th I thought the uh, the technology these guys bring to the, the the world of manufacturing is something that you know just the cookie cutter CNC builders do not uh, offer. And so it's kind of more of a custom built machine tool for whatever your manufacturing needs are. And they're in every industry around the world. I think a lot of their customers are out in, in Europe because they're so close to uh, France uh, being up in Northern Spain. So um, yeah, check them out. Abarmia machine tools, really, really neat technologies that you don't see a lot of um, from the standard, you know, major big builders uh, that you would commonly see in machine shops. You had shared with us a link to a YouTube video of one of their machines that, one, I think school buses are smaller than this thing. And <laughs> it was uh, it was incredible to watch. And I feel like it just kept on going because every time they kept walking to another portion of it, it was, it was like having a whole other machine. Oh, here you go. Here's a vertical machining center. Oh, would you like a lathe? Here's a lathe. Oh, did we tell you this can be a fifth axis too? <laughs> and and while you're at it, oh, there's also a gantry, and it was, it was impressive. Yeah. That was cool stuff. It is. It's really neat. That's that's their ZV series. That's the traveling column that I was talking about. And uh, I mean, they even have like long boring bar 
adapters that are automatically oh, changed. Yeah. So they just do some really, really unique stuff. And it's all customer driven. Like the applications drive the build. And that's what I really like about Abarmi is the applications are driving the build of the machine to suit whatever products that you're manufacturing. Um, just a unique way to do it. Now, of course, they're not going to be you know, in stock where uh, you, you know you get something crazy like that off the shelf. They're going to build it specifically for what you want to use it for. That kind of sounds like something that uh, you've been talking about the last few episodes, Kyle. Your new baby that you've got in there. Yeah, I got, I got a few of them, but it's the same kind of thing of uh, they have essentially like a base machine, like our, our five axis lasers that way. They have a base machine and then we essentially turnkeyed it into what we need for the application we're doing. Um, so it's the same kind of thing. I mean, it took us six months to get that machine. So um, it's kind of common actually in custom machine tools, uh, especially mm -hmm. of that complexity and stuff. But uh, one thing I didn't notice about uh, Ibaramia uh, that's how you say it. It, has, uh, they, it looks like the way they design and build the machines that a lot of that stuff is very modular though. So they Absolutely. can like drag and drop like, all right, you know, I can put a rotary table over here. Well, putting the rotary table, put the split mill table, and then I have this channel section, which I can drop a fourth axis into. And then we're either mm -hmm. double column or B axis head. And like, so while they are all custom machines, like it looks like they're pretty... I guess, adaptable to, like, you can configure them in 15, 20, 100 different ways, and they can still build them in a reasonable amount of time. That's, yeah, absolutely. The, the machine tools actually built uh, in about, that one that you saw was a ZVH60, and that was an L6000. That means it's a six meter long bed or oh, table. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, all? No, yeah, that's it. Um, but those... <laughs> Those machines, like you said, they're modular. So once the castings are in, um, they build their spindles in-house, they can have that thing out in, I think, eight to 10 months, which is a, you know, slightly longer than a, you know, a, 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 an Akuma or a Mori or a Mazak yeah. or a Doosan build from the factory. Um, but again, you know, these guys are not pumping out 1,500 units a year. Um, they're, they're more custom designed for specific applications. And I think that allows them to focus um, and get those things out the door. But I've been to the factory there in Spain. It's gorgeous, up in a beautiful area. I didn't realize that the Basque country of Spain, uh, up in the northern, uh, I think it's the northeast, maybe it's west, I don't know. It's up in the northern area there. Up in the it's, north part. Uh, it's gorgeous. And there's a bunch of machine tool builders all up there. And apparently that area is responsible for uh, like more the major majority of their gross domestic product because of all the builders in the area oh that's and, cool yeah and they all speak uh, somewhat of a different language it's they call it the basque country anyway yes. you gotta talk i gotta maybe we'll have you interview uh uh buddy that works for them who's their uh, u.s sales manager and he's just an awesome guy I'll have to introduce you sometime. Next time he comes to the States, I'll bring him by to introduce you. He's got a great accent. It's Spanish and Irish in one. <laughs> it's so cool. So f funny, odd, random story. Uh, my business partner went to high school in that region and oh, wow. was telling me about that uh, there is a whole, like it's a whole different dialect up there. Yeah. That if you speak it and you speak it to other people who know it, they automatically, like there's this, kinship because it's so small it's such a small area 
Um, but yeah, th there's there's a whole dialect of that Basque region. Yep. Northern Spain. Crazy. That's, yeah, it is. Random. <laughs> well, we're mentioning all these machine components. And speaking of a very particular machine component, Kyle, why don't you introduce this, this segment we developed for when we have another guest pop on the show? Manufacturing Decoded? Yeah, but no, we decided to call the question something. So oh, my God. Seriously. Uh, <sighs> we were so excited about this. We were calling it throwing them in the fifth axis. Oh, yes. You I were so excited it. about that, I too. Did. I came up with it, completely lost it, didn't copy and paste it in my other oh. you know, document. Okay, so, well, <sighs> all right, let's try that again. <laughs> so, w welcome to another guest segment called Throw Them Into the Fifth Axis. <laughs> I love it. Uh, we have we have our first guest of the show. We are on episode 11, first guest. Uh, and again, he introduced himself earlier, but Mr. Brandon Mathis of Ellison Technologies. Um, kind of the way we wanted to structure this is is we, we me and uh, Brandon kind of came up with some questions that we wanted to be able to ask. Wait, how many uh, questions, Kyle? Five. Like a fifth axis? Like a fifth axis. <laughs> I get it. Oh. He's way, way too entertained by that. Oh, my God. I'm just so tickled by it. <laughs> uh, that, that, you know, we wanted to ask other people in other sections of the industry some kind of very uh, specific questions that will more, will more relate to everyone, but at the same time have very unique responses because of your, uh, uh, because of your involvement and, and the section of the industry you're in. So sure. question number one, what got you? It's multiple parts. Uh, what got you into your respective field? What keeps you in that field? And then where do you see the evolution of, of your actual personal interaction in that field? Well, that's a, that's a good three-parter right there. <laughs> throwing, you throwing know, me. Started off easy. You yeah, know. so how yeah. did you get into machine distribution and sales? And um, Well, I, once I finished uh, my college degree, I got a good degree in business management out of the University of Houston. Um, in 09, it was not a good time to finish school up, kind oh of a God, recession. You're right. <laughs> oh, God, you're right. Yeah, but I, I have some machine tool lineage. Uh, both my oldest brothers were in the machine tool world uh, before I got out of high school and before I finished my college degree. My father had been in it for a very long time, coming from Warner and Swayze um, through Ellison and uh, ended up actually retiring from Ellison before I finished my degree. And, uh, you know, he told me you should be, you know, you ask somebody when you get out of school, you know, what should, what should I want? You know, I just still didn't know what I wanted to do. And it took me eight years to finish my degree and still not a doctor. Uh, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, uh, I did, I did apply to a couple machine tool distributors in the, in the area there. Um, and then, you know, a bunch of other OEMs that were, uh, probably not, hiring very many people at the time, Cameron OEM, Schlumberger, Halliburton, all of those guys in the oil industry were, were hurting. Um, so I ended up getting a interview with Ellison and uh, became, I, I took the position as an apprentice. Um, they were doing, Ellison was doing a joint Morisaki Ellison Technologies uh, University and I was gonna be the first apprentice for a sales position. So spent about a year doing apprenticeship work and classes at Moore University. And then they just booted me out into the field and said, go sell machines. There you go. Just trial yeah. by fire. Just go. Boom. Get, yeah, get after it. So it was a, it was really good um, apprentice program, I, I thought. 
And, um, you know, you mentioned what is keeping you uh, in this field today. Yeah. Um, you know, I really still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so, welcome to the party. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think I get a lot of satisfaction of working with and speaking to um, individuals that are driven to manufacture products here in the U.S., and the stories behind each of these guys or gals shops are all unique. And I'm kind of a, you know, I'm an out, outgoing uh, person and I really like interacting with people. So I think the job itself is, is super dynamic. Every day is different. Yes, I get yelled at, but yes, we're, I'm, you know, we get thanked uh, more so than not for, you know, supporting a, a U.S. manufacturer here. And it's just it's just a dynamic field that, uh, you know, you can make some money if you're good at it. And, um, I just, like I said, I, I really think I get satisfaction from seeing somebody buy a solution from us and just killing it with it and growing their company. And you just, you just get a lot of, uh, I don't know what the words to use for, it, but just sat really just satisfaction from that. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So where do you see it going from here? Um, well, I, I moved to Tennessee to take a sales manager role. So you take kind of a pay cut when you go from, from sales to management. And who knows? I really don't know. Um, the, the cool thing with, with management is you, you get to help others grow in you know, your field, like what you had been doing on your own. Um, and that's kind of how I, I tell these guys that we bring on is, Hey, this is your little machine tool sales company. You do it how you think you need to do it to do it best. And, uh, you know, where is this going to take me? I, you know, honestly, I don't know. Um, I hope I get to stay with Ellison until I finish out my career. Um, but I think in the end of the day, I'll still be helping us manufacturers compete and kick some ass. That's awesome. All right. So let me, let me ask you number two here. This is, <laughs> this is kind of a ruthless question actually. Uh, okay, so if you had to train your replacement, what would you warn them about? And really, what would you miss? Yeah, well, I definitely would miss um, interacting with all of our customers and, and that, that little gut uh, check when you walk into a or knock on a door that you don't know the person and you don't have any relationships there. It's always that uh, the cold call. Um, I think I'd miss some of that, too. Uh, what would I warn my replacement about? Buyers are liars. Oh, oh, like <laughs> what? No, that's a that's something I I think I was taught way back in the day from my mentor Dan. Um, no, I think I think what I'd probably warn them about is is doing well. You know, when I, when I'm training somebody in a new sales role, is it's always. Very, you have to tell them, look, man, you, people are going to buy from people, whether or not, um, you know, uh, whether or not you've got the right solution for them, they're going to either a, they're going to buy from you because they like you and they like your product or they're not because they don't trust you. And so I always warn people, one, don't lie. Don't mark your, your quotes up just to mark them down and discount it. Be, be, be truthful, honest, and if you don't have an answer, tell them, I don't know, man, but I will go find out and I'll get that to you as quickly as I can. I think 
lying in, in your reputation in an industry. You know, we've got a very large manufacturing industry here in the U.S., but you guys know as well as I do, it's very small. It seems oh, like everybody yeah. knows everybody. So your reputation is uh, extremely important in, in, um, in this industry because it is so small. You know, we're all interconnected. Um, so I'd, I'd, I think those are some of the pieces I would warn them about. And uh, not all buyers are liars. <laughs> God, I'd hope <laughs> all right question number three best and worst day so it can be the same day two different days and why oh. in, in, i guess in your professional career yeah for for work wise you know best days always coming home to see the kiddos but as far as work goes i think some of the best days are seeing um a struggle and okay let's just give an example we've got a customer that has our piece of equipment on their on their floor they're running it or they just bought it from us and we're coming in to do a full turnkey and we just knock it out of the park so maybe you have those struggles at the beginning like anything else you're you're setting up your 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 fixtures and you're setting up your tooling and you're just grinding through it um, I think watching, you know, our applications engineers um, finish a project and see the excitement of the customer um, watching that the big investment that he put on his floor and the parts actually coming off finished and the smile on their face is probably one of the best days you can have. Uh, also, you know, Friday orders. Friday orders are good. <laughs> I like those. <laughs> um, I guess the worst day would be, oh, here's a good example. A visit I've had to a Kyle's shop. <laughs> no, <laughs> no Kyle, Kyle, Kyle's shop, I, I would go there any day. It's a, uh, and he's such a joy to be around too. So now good peeps. Um, worst day. Uh, this has happened quite a few times where uh, us as sales people, um, you, get, uh, you get into a, um, a new project and you're told you know hey you, you guys got great price you've got a great solution and you've been busting your ass with the applications team your service teams involved because everybody's going to get um, a piece of the work you know installation whether it may be uh, fixtures or custom something or another and then you've got our applications team and they've done cycle time estimates and put hours and hours and hours into a solution to find out that our competitors basically drop their drawers, throw the price out as far low as they can possibly get it. And then we get a call saying, yeah, you know, we went with the other guys, but uh, you know, better luck next time. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> it's yeah. a good, it's a good kick in the groin sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dang dude. Jeez. All right. Yeah. So I got, I, I got one that's, uh, that's probably, uh, it, it could follow up, I guess your best to worst day, but, You've been in manufacturing long enough. You have you have worked those twenty four hour days. What is your best two a.m. story? <laughs> oh God! Anybody who's been in manufacturing knows like yeah. So the parts got to ship at eight a.m. and mm -hmm. it's six p.m. and we have eight hours, ten hours of runtime. Well, guess we're here all night. <laughs> yeah. If if you haven't made a makeshift bed out of shipping boxes on an inventory yeah. shelf, then have you're you not even. living. <laughs> What is oh it? My it's, it's like, do you even lift? Do you even machine, bro? <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a good question, and and I I've got plenty of two a.m. stories. 
Um, but for work, work related. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I think I've got one in my head. Uh, I've I've had quite a, a few installs and and done a lot of service work with my service team. When you know, I'm not the guy who always. Uh, is wrenching on machines, but again, I, no no issue getting your hands dirty, right? So, I think I've got a little bit different story though. Being now that I'm in the sales manager uh, role up here in Tennessee, um, this is going on the interwebs, right? Oh so yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I don't really. Yeah, there I don't. I, I don't really care. This is okay because this is a crazy story. We we uh, we had our CEO into Nashville. We had our president of the Southeast in town, a few other of our key executive committee members in town. And uh, of course, they're hanging with our sales guys and our applications guys and our service guys that are at the office. Well, we ended up finishing up our meetings and all that. And I, I forget who, who suggested it, but they said, hey, let's go downtown. And if you've ever been to downtown Nashville, well, there's a lot of 2 a.m. stories <laughs> that come out of that town. And so we've got all these machine tool executives out there and, you know, we're going bar hopping or whatever. And uh, I forget who, somebody, it might have been even our, our, our president, you know, brought out the shots. And so we had some shots and having a good time. And then all of a sudden, all the executives are gone. And it's me and my applications guys and a couple sales guys. And I'm like, where did they all go? They took off. And uh, I think one of my apps guys came back around with another shot. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. And um, long story short, I think I think we ended up leaving around two o'clock in the morning. But I was break dancing on the floor of the of this of this uh, I forget what bar it was, but whatever bar it was. We I've got video of my sales guys out there dancing. I ended up break dancing uh, because I was a, that's what I did in high school. And uh, but when you're when you're in your thirties. Yeah, when you're in your 30s and uh, and had a few, um, you still think you can break dance like you could back when you were 18 and 16. And uh, I ended up, you know, took took the Uber home. I got home into the driveway and I started feeling like really dizzy, but it wasn't from the drinking. It was something was wrong with me. And uh, my shoulder was just like throbbing, oh, like no. so bad. It, it, uh, I ended up waking up the next morning my, I had my right shoulder from my neck down to my hip on the right side was bruised. <laughs> I'm not, and I'm looking in the mirror going, what did I do? What, what the hell did I do last night? So uh, I look, I take a closer look in the mirror at my shoulder. Oh, it's separated. Oh, oh. no. So, uh, yeah, ended up separating my shoulder because I was breakdancing because, well, that's what happens when you go downtown Nashville with a bunch of machine tool guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah. No, I, there's, there's plenty of other, plenty of other uh, more, more suited machine tool stuff, but that was a, a one that sticks in my mind. Oh, God, yeah. That's only good. It's, it did, you only partied hard enough if you dis dislocated your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, that was stupid. Don't break dance when you're 35 unless you've been practicing. Oh, man, that's a pretty good one. All right, so uh, fifth and last question. How do people in your life view what you do? Family, friends, um, even other coworkers, or even just other, other industry people? Oh, that's a good one. Um, have you ever seen that meme? It's a sales meme, so maybe not, but like 
it's how your family views what you do and they think like you know oh, yeah. you're you're out there working hard and and uh studying on your laptop and then it's like your friends think you're just out there making money and golfing every day and and uh your customers think you're ripping them off and <laughs> and then at the end of the day it's like the sales guys like just rounding up cats um it's it's it kind of is like that um i think you know my family knows what i do because uh we've been in the machine tool industry for a while so um the fun thing is when you tell like some of your friends or your neighbors you know they're like so what do you do brandon and go well i sell manufacturing equipment cnc machine tools and they give you this like blank stare oh, deer in the headlights what yeah so the easiest way i always say is like you know the rims on your car and they're like yeah yeah oh yeah and i said so they're made out of a you know aluminum alloy so that doesn't just get like pressed into shape like that it's got to be turned and milled and they're like what so i think uh my friends that they, they all think being in sales like you're out golfing every day you're out entertaining every day but I don't have time. I got three young kids. Uh, my wife is is working hard with them, and you know, you just you get you get done with the work day, and then you've got the the kids at home, and you just, you know, I'm not out there golfing. I'm not out there entertaining very often, except for when the executives come into town. I need a break dance, um, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think most people that are close to me, especially my colleagues, they know how hard that we all all the sales guys work. Like you never stop. Work never stops for sales guys. When you go on vacation, it doesn't stop. Your phone's still dinging. You're still getting emails. Um, and so I think a lot of people in our industry, as far as the sales side of it's concerned, they understand how hard we grind. But if you're not out there grinding as a sales guy, then you're not going to make it. You're just not. It's not, it's not what it's about. you got to grind. Um, and again, like my folks, they know what I do. I mean, they, you know, they'll call me. What are you doing? I'm working. Well, it's 8 o'clock. Yep. <laughs> yep, just, comes with the territory. This kind of is what it is. Uh, but yeah, the neighbors are always fun to talk to about, you know, manufacturing. They just, <laughs> how, hey, how, where's that iPhone cover come from, you know? <laughs> so it's, uh, it's funny how many people don't know what a machine tool is, but yet they're vitally important to everything that is around us. <laughs> he's, you know, he's right, because when I have to, uh, you, can you imagine how difficult it is to try to sell to a teenager Hey, you should really come take this manufacturing class, and they, and they look at you like, "What is that?" Um, yeah, and that doesn't ever yeah, change when they imagine. get to be adults. They're like, "What do you?" I don't understand. And the best thing, some some of the people I have to stop and say, I, "I'm a glorified shop teacher," you know. <laughs> How it, your your classes are? Are they high school or college? They're high school, so it's. Uh, oh wow! Yeah. yeah, so juniors and seniors, and. Uh, but we need that. I mean, that's really awesome. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Um, you know, we, we've addressed that and we'll probably address it even more again about the skills gap and how, how much of an issue that is for all of us. But yep. he's right. We, I think we've all run into that. What do you do? I'm a manufacturer. I don't, I don't understand what you said. I know you said words, but I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. The blank stare look. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes our industry so cool. Yeah. <laughs> just the silent you didn't even know we were there but there we are Jeez. well that was a good uh that was a good set of questions man like i said we were kind of wanted to, to get some get some answers from somebody with a different <laughs> perspective and uh and uh and just try something a little different you know it's just me and brandon most of the time we want to get more guests on and and get some different stories clearly <laughs> clearly you have some pretty good stories <laughs> from the industry <laughs> 
<laughs> so, um, so that yeah, we can we last... can do this again sometime. <laughs> oh, of course, welcome anytime. Uh, we can, uh, but we get, we got to finish. There was, there's one more segment. Oh it's, yeah, it's it's the best one. Oh uh, yeah, it's the tools fault. So. Uh, uh, normally me and Brandon have one. Would you happen to have one where it was 100% not your fault at absolutely. all? Absolutely. Like, it was the machine, nope. you CNC know. Did it. Yep. Um, yeah, your machine should have taken a harder hit than that. Bad cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spindles are designed to take a punch, right? <laughs> yeah. So, do you have yeah. uh, do, you, do, do you have do you have something like that? I do got a I've, well. There's there's quite a few. It's a tool's fault. Um, my wife has different wording for it, but um, it's something along those lines. Uh, let's see. I think we'll go with the sales side. Tool's fault. Um, some of the sales guys may listen to this podcast. I hope they do because I think you get a lot of insights from gentlemen on the other side of the table, and those are crucial. I think you guys put a good pot podcast together for just that so the insights are great Appreciate uh, but it, as far you. as yeah as far as the tools fault from my side of the table um okay down when i was working for ellison down in houston i was a uh, obviously that's where i cut my teeth on the sales side of things and i was working late one night at the office i was working on a big project for i want to say it was a lathe at the time we were selling mori Seiki. And in order for you to get a quotation from Ellison at the time or anybody that was selling Maury's, um, you can't just get it off the website, right? They don't have pricing or anything like that. And you got to get it through the distributor um, or the sales guy or whoever's in the territory, right? And so I was working on a quote. I think it was a lathe. And uh, I got the distributor quote, which is which is what we would pay Maury Seiki to buy it. And then obviously we do uh, install all the options. We warranty it. Um, we're your part supplier for it. So, you know, we're, we're the dealer, right? And uh, I, it might have been too late. I don't know what it was. It was probably the tool's fault. I was using a laptop at the time. I think it was Dell. Um, and I ended up firing off a quote. I didn't get to see this guy in person, um, the gentleman that was looking for this quote. He said he needed something immediately. He needed to get with his bank. And so he wanted the pricing as soon as possible. And so I'm putting the quote together. I make it all pretty, I make it pictures and everything, and uh, bless you. And I drag over this PDF file into my email and I hit send. And then I think I went and, you know, got some water. I came back and I'm looking at my emails and said, did I send that to the right guy? So I open up, you know, the inbox part where it says sent. And then I go to look at my sent folder and I open the folder and I see that I sent the guy the distributor quote. Meaning... <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Yeah, he he saw what what I was gonna buy it for, and oh. he saw uh, and not what he was gonna <laughs> buy it for. <laughs> so yeah, it was a totally the tool's fault. I mean, I swear the the, the Dell Outlook something had to do with it. It wasn't my fault, but. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a good one. Yeah, that stings bad. <laughs> yeah. so, something tells me you check all those now. Oh, God. Oh, double checked every time. Yes, yes. Oh. I check that all the time. And that's just, you know, it's like your record machine. Double check what you did before the next time. And don't let that happen again. But uh, he was totally cool about it, honestly. He, he came back and said, hey, uh, 
I see that you sent me the the uh, the dealer net, and uh, you know, <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, but I assume I'm not going to be able to buy it for that price, right? And I said, no, we can't go. We can't do it for that. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I was freaking out. I thought I was going to get canned or something for it, but uh, turned out okay. He, you know, we 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 sent him the regular price. He goes, okay, I see what you guys make now. I said, yep, there's no secrets here. Um, I think the project ended up closing without him buying anything anyway. He was just, uh, I forget, I forget the circumstances, but he, he, he or she, yeah, he or she did not end up purchasing it from us, and especially not at the dealer cost. <laughs> that's like when somebody, that's when somebody, somebody obviously puts something back on the shelf in the wrong place at Home Depot, and you're trying your hardest to get that shelving unit we talked about for thirty nine ninety nine. Yep. I don't understand. So you put it in the wrong spot. That's not my problem. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's uh, mistakes happen, and you know, own up. That's awesome. Heck yeah, man. Awesome. Hey, I really appreciate you coming out here and you know spending the little bit of your time tonight to to share you know some of your insight and some of your time with us. We don't ever, you know, a lot of times when you're doing interviews, you don't necessarily talk to the guy who's getting the machines to us in house and i think that's uh, a critical part of the cog you know a cog in the machine of all of this working so i really appreciate you being a part of this and being our first guest on the podcast which is absolutely cool. thank you very much i'm very honored and i really appreciate you guys having me on cal brandon you guys do a great show anyway so hopefully i don't ruin this for everybody else <laughs> i mean who says this is going to air? Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to throw this in a box somewhere. No, yes. Um, so that's cool. Say, listen, um, to everybody who's been listening and everybody who's uh, enjoying the show, thank you for doing, uh, you know, for coming in, being a part of it with us, listening in. If you can, whatever system and software that you're using to subscribe to this, please do just that. Hit subscribe. Subscriptions let us know uh, how we're doing and who we're reaching and if it's working. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at PreciselyCast on both of those, PreciselyCast. Uh, Kyle, did I talk to you? We talked about this. Did I tell you what numbers we're up to already on Instagram? Every week now, it feels like we're talking about it, and it's going are way we, higher. Are we famous yet? Yeah. You know what? We're so famous, it's not even funny. Okay, um, good, good. Yeah, we're up to 106 followers now, so we are consistently nice. growing each week. So it's it's a small following, but it's picking up steam. And uh, I am very satisfied with that. So those of you who are following along and being a part of this, thank you so much. Um, I intentionally tagged Mechanic Square last week, hoping that maybe they would listen. <laughs> Send us some gloves, but it didn't work. <laughs> so I'm still holding my breath on that one. <laughs> yeah, go, go ahead and keep doing that. Yeah, we I'm going to keep some doing that. pretty big names following us, though. I know, right? Uh, like some machine tool people. I like, know. Yeah, so I'm... Uh, Super happy with every how everything's going. Again, this is only episode eleven. We have tons and tons of topics. We have a lot of a uh, lot of other guests we want to bring on. A lot of other things to talk about. Um, so again, please please give us a feedback. Let us know what you like. If you like guests, uh, if you for some reason want to hear Brandon come on again, I don't know why. That means. <laughs> um, you know, if you uh, you know if you if you like what we're doing or if you don't like what we're doing, please let us know and. Um, and I, uh, I think that'll do it for our, our first uh, guest episode. I think so, too. So, hey, guys, with that, until next time, just remember, it always worked in CAD. We'll see you. Bye. <laughs>